so <laughs> I don't know. Have I told you about my the problem of my son's butt, the boy's butt? <laughs> no, I don't know about his butt problems. <laughs> okay. So he's got a tight butthole. I probably shouldn't be telling this story, but he's got a tight butthole. So we have to, like, per the doctor, put a Q-tip in his butt <laughs> to loosen him up so that he can poop and fart. We what? have to do this three times a day. And yesterday I did it. And I was like, I did it, you know, and, like, you put the Q-tip in there and, like, you know, you hear, like, you hear the farts come out and, and he pooped a bunch, you know, and I was like, okay, he's done. It's like five minutes later, I stick his legs, like, like his knees up to his chest to help him poop. And like five minutes later, I'm like, okay, I think he's done. So I start to lift him up to like wipe his butt and like clean him up. And he projectile shits on me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I was like, what? the fuck it was it was terrible so yeah that's so hear me out Mm -hmm. have you considered Mm -hmm. pinching the boy's nose and just blowing into his mouth okay that's if they there that is a thing isn't it no that's when wait no, why would I do that? That's insane I'm sure there's like a tube that goes all the way through and you could probably (laughs) just force it out Dude, you should see how angry he gets if I don't Q-tip him. He's like, I need the Q-tip. Um, yeah, I'm, I have this theory that I think like a lot of people who have like really fussy, upset babies, they just need a Q-tip in their ass. I they mean, that probably goes for a lot of adults too. Type, type buttholes. <laughs> so that's that's um, you know, that's what we're doing. I asked the doctor. I was like. How long are we going to have to do that? <laughs> She's like, until he could basically poop and fart without pain. Okay. Poor guy. I know. I know. I feel bad for him. Because, like, he gets, like, turns beet red and he's, like, trying so hard. But his, you know, his butthole's so tight he can't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's my life now. I mean, it's going to pay off in the future when he's making Tinder profiles. <laughs> How's that? Believe me, if I had a tight butthole, it would be in all of my media. You'd you'd let everybody know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I hesitated telling the story because I was like, what if, you know, like, what if, I mean, you know, I'm telling a pretty intimate story about the kid and I'm very private with them, but, like, he's never going to hear this. (laughs) This this is not going to be somewhere floating on the internet. (laughs) You don't know. This could be in the Library of Congress 20 years from now. I mean, that's true. It could. Well, you know. Or it could be admissible as evidence five years from now. Welcome back, guys, to the uh, original social distancing podcast. (laughs) We've been social distancing since we started this podcast. Yeah, we're the pioneers of this shit. Yeah, eat the press. So before we launch into our story, I would like to uh, warn all of our listeners that we will be addressing a very sensitive subject, which is sexual assault. So if you are sensitive to that sort of content, you might want to skip ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
I sent you that article. Had you seen it? Um, I've seen a couple of articles about it, yeah. So what she's referencing is corroboration by one of Tara Reid's former neighbors Mm -hmm. about the accusations against presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden. Right. And uh, the neighbor, Linda Lacasse, Lacasse, we don't know how to say her name, uh, she basically said that it's all true, that Tara Reid confided in her in the 90s when they were neighbors. And um, I told you this, you know, it's a weird detail, that's, but it sticks out to me that I go, it's so tr- it feels so true. When he points to her and says, you're nothing to me, like, that's his go-to move is to point to people and, like, like put them down. If you notice that he does that in, like, rallies and stuff. I mean, it's, it's a white boomer thing, just in general. And he's kind of tall, so tall guys like to point down at people. Yeah. Yeah. But it just feels so authentic. Um, and this is the second corroboration we've had. The first was a couple weeks ago maybe mm-hmm. last week even, where there was audio of Tara Reid's mother calling into the Larry King show. Right. It anonymously was a little, discussing it. It was a little bit ambiguous because she didn't go into detail, obviously. Um, and then there was also another, a staffer that she worked for, for a politician in California, a state senator, I believe. She had confided in that staffer as well. Um, so that was also... A second corroboration. Um, yeah, what do you think? I mean... I mean, we've touched upon this before. I think that these allegations should be disqualifying. Mm-hmm. However, I feel that the allegations against President Trump should be disqualifying. Yeah. I would like, ideally, for Biden to just drop out. Yes. But beyond that, if barring that... I would like to see a brokered convention where the delegates just refuse to vote for the guy. Right. Um, we did talk about this before, and I don't know if it if I it came across. I never doubted her. It was more, for me, being cynical about how everyone else perceives it, as in she didn't have any corroboration at the time when we talked about it. Like, I think her brother hadn't been on the record and her friend hadn't been on the record yet. Um I just go, I'm so cynical, Jason. I just don't, it's not to diminish it, but it's one person. Look at Trump. He's got like 30 people. I mean, look how Some minors. Some minors. Oh, he, he is allegedly a pedophile. I, I believe it. Um, I just go, look how many women it took to take down Weinstein. Look how many women it took to take down Cosby. Look how many women it's taken and they haven't taken down Trump. Like, I just don't think one allegation is going to take him down. And I just don't see there being a brokered convention. I don't see anybody backing off of him. I don't see him stepping down. I just don't see it. You know, I thought that when Reed filed the police report a couple weeks ago, that that might be some fuel for the fire. But I'm beginning to think that you're right. Like, he's not going to do the right thing. No. They're, they're, first of all, when that article I sent you, 
her case went from active to inactive, which was pretty um, expected because it's 26 or 27 years old, the allegations. But I just, I don't, I wish it was different. I wish we lived in a society where it mattered. The, you know, I read her account of what happened. And it is so typical of the sort of thing that happened a lot in the 90s. Not to say that it doesn't happen now, but that sort mm-hmm. of thing literally happened on dance floors in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know how many, just how many bars I've been to where I've been grabbed and groped. And what do I do? <laughs> you know, what do you do? It's, it's disappointing. You know, it's made me come to terms with some of the actions of my youth. Mm, okay. I I feel safe to say that I am not and nor have I ever been a sexual predator. I believe that. I have never groped a woman. Mm-hmm. But just little things that were common and acceptable in the 90s, like to just dance up behind a woman and start grinding mm-hmm. on her. Mm-hmm. Like that is a real low level sexual assault now that I realize of course, yeah. You know, yeah. I that the whole Me Too movement really triggered me. Um, you know, I I don't know if our listeners know this, but I did stand up comedy for like fifteen years, and it triggered me because I had a lot of um, the, the spectrum of people being harassing um, from from being introduced by the host on stage to saying, "Wait to see her tits." I mean, that's happened to me to people introducing me on stage to say I wish she was in porn or um, I had this one comic like this would not and I didn't even realize it until the Me Too movement but this would not fly now but like we had hooked up and I had decided I don't want to hook up with him anymore I don't want to do it and he would corner me at shows and just relentlessly be like, come on, let's go. Come on, just let's go. Let's go. Come back to my apartment. I want to go. And I and it just would be like, would you leave me alone, dude? You know, yeah. but he would not stop. I think a lot of men even today don't realize that that whole high pressure thing can be really coercive. It is like it, it would get sometimes it would get to the point where like, could I just go with him just for him to leave me the fuck alone? You know, Um, but <sighs> yeah. I don't think I, I, I personally even realized how egregious, like, just the pressure act was until the Aziz Ansari story mm-hmm. of a year or two ago. That's what made me realize it, that and the whole Me Too thing. But, like, yeah, I was just like, wow, he was, like, pressuring me and not taking no. And he thought, even though I was being very clear with him, I don't want to go with you. I don't want to hook up with you. I don't like you like that. He thought I was playing hard to get. He thought I was flirting with him. And I'd be like, can I just walk away from this conversation, please? You know, but, you know. But, you know, that's how we're, ra- that's how we're raised. Like, rape is built into our culture. Like, that's I learned why it's everything. called rape culture. <laughs> I learned everything I know about the pursuit of women from Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what they get to when you're, like, five. Oh, it's wild rapey. <laughs> so rapey. Oh, man. And then you're just supposed, the girl's supposed to be like, yeah, I like this. I like this. This is hot. Um, back to Tara Reid. Yeah, I don't, I just, it's so disappointing to me. Um, 
honestly, I think, I think there's a better chance of him declining cognitively and really it being undeniable than being taken out by a rape allegation because he's, can I just say, where is he? I'm pretty tuned in to things and pretty, I just don't feel like he has a presence right now. And it's like, bro, where are you at? (laughs) They have locked him up in a fucking cryogenic chamber and rightfully so. Like you don't want to see him like doddering and sputtering. I mean, he telling people to go vote for Trump. I know. I know. I know. I saw the last clip I saw of him was one where he was on a morning show with his wife and he just sat there like smiling like a fool the whole time. And I'm just like, are you going to (laughs) talk? I would prefer if my candidate is going to be dismissive of individual voters Mm -hmm. for them to just be like, eat a dick. Mm-hmm. I would prefer him to tell these people to eat a dick than to vote for Trump. Yeah, so uh, Cuomo announced that the state of New York will be canceling its Democratic presidential primary. Right. It is not canceling any other primary elections. Yeah, just that one. Um I get it. A hot take. I'm going to have a hot take on this. Biden's the nominee. <laughs> I hate to say it. He fucking is. Like, what are... I just don't see... I just don't see it. I get why everyone's angry about it, but, like, it's defeatist, I, maybe. I'm with you on this. Uh, people are angry because for a couple reasons. The first reason makes a tiny bit of sense, mm-hmm. which is... They still want the primary to happen because Bernie will probably win and they want Bernie to pad as many delegates as possible right. in case we have to go to a broker convention and Bernie actually has enough delegates to get right. the nomination. I've heard other people arguing that if people aren't coming out to vote for the presidential, uh, the presidential primary, they won't vote for down ticket primaries. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I think generally, but since the actual presidential uh, nomination is done, like Mm -hmm. we know it's Biden, I don't think people are going to come out in droves to vote for their presidential nominee. The the people who are going to vote in this primary election are the people who are going to vote regardless. Here's also the thing that I kind of was like, I just need a little consistency, guys. But like everyone was really angry that they held the Wisconsin primary. And I get it. You guys wanted it to be moved, pushed and moved, whatever. But they didn't. And everyone was really mad about that. And now they're just canceling this one and they're mad that they canceled it. And it's like, and I, did they cancel it because of Corona or did they cancel it because Biden's already the nominee? That's what I, mean, I don't know. I do get the difference because New York isn't canceling elections. They are still holding elections. True. They're just true, saying true, you true. can't vote for that. True. I just, I think maybe I'm just too old and too cynical (laughs) that might be it i might just be too cynical because i just go wow you guys are holding on to hope against hope and there is no hope here i just don't see it i think biden's the nominee and it really sucks biden is the nominee i will say one thing from my understanding Mm -hmm. is that without a democratic presidential primary that the governor 
can choose which delegates get sent to the convention. And that seems pretty kind of pretty shady. I mean, listen, everybody's on Cuomo's dick right now. And I just got a couple things to say about that. One, I don't think New York would be as in bad of shape as it is if Cuomo and de Blasio especially had done shut down way earlier. They could have done it earlier. So there's that. Second of all, Cuomo is cutting Medicaid. He's cutting social services. He's like doing all this fucking shit when the state really needs Medicaid, really needs these social services. He's not, I saw this article, he's not your boyfriend. Stop acting like he's your boyfriend. He's not. I mean, it's, that's the thing people don't understand about New York politics because New York has this image of being a solidly blue state and the city has this image of being really liberal. Mm-hmm. You can't be a serious left-wing politician and get elected in the city or the state. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a it's a state that had uh, Pataki as governor like forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a city that has had Giuliani and Bloomberg as mayor. Like, you really can only get centrist candidates. Mm-hmm. And Cuomo is a centrist. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, he's probably right of Hillary Clinton. Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't know the details. So I'm not going to be able to give details. But vaguely, I know that he worked with this the this New York Senate or House Republicans to basically thwart the Democrats so that they couldn't get bills they wanted passed. That sounds awesome. I mean, I have to, (laughs) I feel bad that I just said this stuff and I don't really know the details. This is why we need a website because if we have a website, Jason, I will drop links into each post that we do to be like, this backs up what we say. And if we had a website, I would drop selfies. Um, okay. Can I just tell you a really quick, a funny story? So my brother-in-law, we were talking, he loves our show, by the way. He's like, this is a really good show. You guys, you guys need more of a social media presence. Is this the one, the one I play basketball with or? Yes, 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 yes. And it's the one that we had to convince not to get the Rona. (laughs) (laughs) So he was like, we were chatting in our group chat and he's, like, telling me all the things we need to be doing for our social media. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know we need to do these things. I'm tired. We, Me and Jason both have two kids. We are exhausted. So we go back and forth. And I'm like, I get to a place where I'm like, oh, so you're going to do this for us? You're going to, like, do a YouTube for us and run our social? And, like, that's my understanding of things when I walk away. And then my sister calls me later and she was like, I just had a conversation with my husband and I told him that was really nice that he was going to help you guys. And he was like, what? I didn't, I didn't say that. He was, he was <laughs> like, it is clear from the chat that you were telling her you would help her. So he's that was his help. It was mansplaining <laughs> in the group chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Telling me what I needed to do. And he's like, yo, we'll talk about it this weekend. We didn't talk about it this weekend, but he just made it seem like he would do this stuff. And he was like, yeah, this is why, you know, a lot of pa- podcasts have their own, like, uh, like social media content person. And I'm like, yeah, that's a whole job. <laughs> that's yeah, like, why I can't do it. <laughs> like, we so barely have ours. 
I know. Listeners, do, does anybody want to run our social media and our YouTube? <laughs> do that for us. No, for real. Uh, we would love to have you. Yeah, we would. Because seriously, I can make some content. I just... I'm so tired. It's like enough to do the podcast and to stay on top of everything. And also, I haven't been doing it but to make social media, but also to edit. <laughs> so... You know, this actually dovetails pretty nicely into our other topic. Which is? Which is general fucking fatigue. (sighs) I told you this. I think, I feel like we have reached this plateau of sustained craziness. And I can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it. This bleach stuff. This weekend, all of his tweets. I, you know, I really wanted to get on here and make some jokes about injecting disinfectants and butt chugging UV rays, but like it's been done. They've all been done. They've all been done. I can't see your face, Jason. I'm hiding behind the spit guard. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, there's nothing. What, what more can we say? I mean, he started his press conferences again today. He started them back up. I'm just like, this man is exhausting. Can you imagine? Can you imagine working with him or being married to him or being his child or just being around him? He is exhausting. Well, the thing is, if you're his child, you're not around him. So there's a benefit in that. True. True. I read this excerpt because, you know, he got really defensive and about being the Times article that said all he does is, like, eat cheeseburgers and stay up all night in his bedroom tweeting and watching TV. So he got, he got, uh, he got written up about that. And then I saw his new, is it Mick, Mick Mulvaney? No. Is that his chief of staff? I think it's still Mulvaney, yeah. Is it, is it? Or, wait, he got a new one, didn't he? No, it's Mick Mulvaney. We got a new we got a new press secretary who's also not holding press briefings. Oh god, she's the worst. So, I saw he had a quote in an article where he said the one of the most important parts of his job is making sure that Trump eats and I'm like, is that really one of the most important parts of your job? You're the chief of staff is making sure that he eats because they were like, he's so busy he never eats. Get the entire fuck out of here. I guarantee you, every moment he's not on screen, he's wearing a fucking feed bag around his neck. He's just got double quarter pounders. And depends to catch all the shit that he shits. (laughs) So basically, like, he's a Central Park South... What do you call those things? The carriage horses. He's a carriage carriage horse. horse. (laughs) He's got got a feed bag bag and a shit bag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't insult those horses. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm tired. I mean, what what have you, how do you, you can't avoid him. You can't. But the thing is, like, I'm used to tides, like waves Mm -hmm. of shit coming towards me. But Mm -hmm. the tides ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. He's not waves. He's just a fucking tsunami just a tidal bore of shit that is relentless i know sustained a plateau of sustained crazy it just it's not stopping it's not stopping this man signed an executive order to halt all immigration into the country and we talked about it for 15 goddamn minutes i know like we just can't care anymore i know 
I know. I know. I, I, this bleach story is, is staying in the news cycle way longer than I thought, than any of the other more important stories. Like, but it's like, it's such a level of crazy. I mean, I'm not on Facebook. Are you still on Facebook? I have Facebook. I don't use it routinely. Okay. I, I deactivated and I've been meaning to delete. Just I'm just too lazy. I haven't gone to do it. But my mom will tell me like crazy Trump supporters that will comment on her posts. And I'm just like, I cannot get over the, the level of like how far their heads are in the sand that they will defend these bleach and disinfectant. Wait, people are actually defending that? Yes, they're like, he didn't say that. I'm like, there's video. We're like, this is, this is some North Korea shit where we see him say it. Everybody saw him say it, and yet we're being told he didn't say it. It's like, what? You know, I'm genuinely curious as, as to whether people in North Korea actually believe Kim. R.I.P. Possibly. I don't think so. I think you he might not have. I don't know. I, I saw something today that said that um, that his bodyguard got the Rona. And so he went north to, like, the mountains and is, like, social distancing there. But they won't. They can't. They can't acknowledge to their people that coronavirus is in the country. So that's why he's not uh. making any appearances. It's, but, I, you know, who knows? You know who would know? Dennis Rodman would know. I know. What's he doing? I I saw him on that Jordan documentary the other day. He looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I always liked him until all this Kim Jong-un stuff. What is that about? Kim Jong-un is a huge basketball fan and big Kobe Bryant fan because, you know, psychopaths relate to each other. Yeah. Do you think that he cried when Kobe died? Oh, I'm sure he cried when Kobe died. Yeah, he had to have. He probably took down his Nipsey Hussle mural and replaced it with a, a Kobe a Bryant Nipsey? mural. No, does he have a Nipsey Hussle mural? No, I just figured, like, Kobe and Nipsey, there's a lot of overlap between the fan base. Oh, okay, okay. You, and, you know, like Kim... Okay, at risk of uh, angering black people, Nobody gave a fuck about Nipsey Hussle before he died. There's like a handful of L.A. dudes who really like Nipsey Hussle. But if you woke up and saw the reaction to Nipsey Hussle's passing, you would think he was a guy with like 14 platinum albums and a huge fan base of sold-out arenas. I've heard maybe five Nipsey Hussle songs in my life, and I consume a lot of hip-hop. Yes, you do. You want to hear something crazy? My sketch team... um was named Nipsey and it was named after Nipsey Hussle. We we basically it was a it was me and a bunch of white people. <laughs> um and uh I came on the team after they'd already picked the name. So it wasn't I didn't pick it, but it was named after him. Some people on my white people on my sketch team liked him enough to name our sketch team Nipsey. Well, the marathon continues. Yeah. So yeah, Kim Jong un You think he's not dead? I don't TMZ know. reported him dead, and TMZ has excellent sources. Yeah, I feel like they kill people. <laughs> That's how they know <laughs> when they die. <gasps> That's how they always get the scoop. Who are they killing? Everyone. Um, yeah, I... Mm, he might be dead. I don't know. I Didn't some, like, Chinese... 
I don't know, a Chinese girl, Chinese woman, she has like 15 million followers. Didn't she initially put it out there? It was her who initially did it. No, I, I never did hear anything about that. Yeah, that's how the word got out was she like not tweeted because it wasn't Twitter, but she like put it out. She has 15 million followers. Apparently somebody in her family is high up in the government in China and she said she got it from a very reliable source that he was dead and she put it out on to all of her followers. Interesting. So, you know, if he's gone, mm-hmm. who's Trump going to hang out with? Like, who's his boy now? Um, Putin. Like, Kim's sister is not going to fuck with Trump. She's not going to like that dude. No. But I, anybody who thinks she's going to be different is crazy. She's probably going to be worse than him. I mean, that's how she got to be his second in command. Like, that's how he got the gig. He wasn't the oldest son. He got the gig because he was the craziest son and right. the most sadistic. So dad was like, yeah, no, it's this guy. And, and the sister. Didn't she set up their uncle to be killed or something? Didn't she facilitate rumor ha- that? Rumor has it he was fed to dogs. Oh, my God. What a horrible world we live in. <laughs> this place is terrible. You know, it's. I felt like uh, I read this piece on Medium back like when the pandemic started like two or three weeks into it and it was like this really hopeful piece like we have a chance to really turn things around and change things and my mom sent it to me and she was like you know we can we can make this place better and like I just read it and I was like this guy's full of shit (laughs) he is so yeah I read shit like that and then I go on cheaper than dirt and see what guns I can order oh man no comment. <laughs> no, that, that's like my, my takeaway for the show. If you're listening to this show and you're a person of color, might be time to arm yourselves. Right. If you're not a person of color, I'm just kidding. I'm just, it's all, it's all jokes here. <laughs> it's all jokes. Yeah. He's not kidding. Get your guns. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jason. Do we have a worse uh, asshole of the week? I mean, can capitalism be the asshole of the week? Yeah. Can America be the asshole of the week? Yes. We're America's asshole of the year. God, who knew 2020 was going to be this crazy? Man, the, the creeping realization that America has been the bad guy all along. Oh, yeah. I read something somewhere. Oh, God, I can't remember where it was. But it was like somebody in the Middle East was like, it's so funny to us that Americans watch Star Wars and they they think that they're like Luke Skywalker and not not Darth Vader and the bad guys. He's like, we watch it and we like think that you guys that's who you guys are is the bad guys. I always wanted to be Darth Vader, or at least Han Solo. Because mm. Han was morally ambiguous. He was. He was just there for the money. Right? Yeah, I mean, if if the right thing fell in front of him, he would do it. Right. <sighs> so, like, that's what I listen to you. Listeners, if the right thing falls in front of you, do it. Yeah. But don't seek it out. Just kidding. But do the right thing. Come on. And by the right thing, we mean seizing the means of production. Uh, yeah, God. Seize them. <sighs> we can only hope that there will be change. But you know what doesn't change? 
Every week, our theme music is brought to us from Kevin McLeod, licensed through nice. Creative Commons. Nice. I like that segue. Like, that is consistent. <laughs> we love you, Kev. Um, follow us on uh, all the things. Eat the press. We're one of the stuff. Email us. It's eatthepress at gmail.com. Also, go and rate us five stars, please. And leave us leave us a review. If you like our show, please leave us a review. Talk about uh, Jason and I's rapport. <laughs> All right, Jason. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later.